before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey, I have got with me Logan Tully Tillman. Uh, coach Tillman, Coach Tully Tillman is currently the offensive tackles and tight ends coach at Duncanville High School in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he's also got experience coaching at Reno High School in Reno, Nevada, but you probably know him from his time in both, uh, in all three, the XFL, the AAF, and the NFL. Uh, coach got his start at Peoria Manual High School and graduated there in 13 before moving on to Michigan, graduated in 16. Uh, spent time in, um, with the 49ers in 2018. Like I said, the AAF with the Memphis team in 19 and then the DC team in the XFL in 2020 before uh, everything happened with the coronavirus. So, uh, Coach, what's going on? How are you? It's great to talk to you. Yes, sir. Blessed. How's everybody doing? Very good, very good. We talked a little bit just about kind of the uncertainty of everything going on, but, you know, it sounds like uh, things are starting to be positive and, and we're trying to focus on that. I know I'm sure you are as well with your, guy, uh, with your guys down there in Duncanville. Yeah, I think the biggest thing just keeping the guys focused on is just like the skill development part of it, you know, as mm -hmm. or SCAC as some people say. You know, at the end of the day, it's like I tell any kids all over, like even with the LT2 training deal, it's like you're going to be playing somewhere sometime. You don't know when that's going to be, but it's like you need to be prepared for it, you know. So the biggest thing that I would tell the kids now is just, you know, break down that tape of last year. What did you do good? You know, kind of a SWOT analysis deal. Right. What your, Absolutely. Your weaknesses, you know, what are the opportunities we got? What are the, you know what I mean, the – the deals we really can do to make, take it to another level. Right. Yep. And that's all we can do right now. And, and you know, hopefully the ones that, that take that to heart and, and listen to the, to the coaching are going to get better. And, and unfortunately there's going to be ones that don't listen to it and, and they're going to struggle when we, when we come back to it. But um, you know, eventually mm -hmm. they'll, they'll come back around and, and get things right on the, on the right ship again. So um, that's all we can yes, ask. Sir. Um, you know, first question I've got to ask you is, you know, you spent, um, Obviously, spent some time in Michigan, spent some time with, with the professional leagues. Um, talk to me about how the uh, offensive line played a part in the success of those teams. Um, <clears throat> I think every team that I've been with, you know what I mean, it was really interesting how we developed the offensive line. Um, for example, um, everybody did it a different way, but it was all the same cat getting scanned at the end of the day, you know, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in Memphis, we had um, – Coach Steve, and he was all pro style, all that good stuff. Um, and it was real similar to like it was at Michigan. Um, however, when Coach Harbaugh came and Coach Drevs were there, um, Coach Drevno introduced kind of the Howard Mud, dish of the pocket, short set, short set, and I give you a chance to get all that space kind of deal. And then I've been in other things like in DC, we vertical set it almost everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it was really cool, but um, the offensive line for all of them is always the heartbeat of every team, you know. And for me, I think it's really cool all the units that I got to be a part of. Um, for example, um, I went through diversity. I went through an undergrad. Was supposed to be going back to play at Michigan twice. You know, got invited back twice, um, but just didn't make it back there because having too low of a GPA for how highly esteemed the grad school is there. Right. So long or short, I go to UTEP. 
Um, and I'm prior before I'm living in probably one of my old coworkers abandoned dope house, basically, mm-hmm. you know, rats and all that good stuff. You know, I'm salt down, bad, sad, depressed. And then I get to a phone call, you know, and I get on that UTEP and I get down there probably $30 in my pocket. And I just remember big Will Hernandez giving me his card. He said, just go eat, you know, and stuff like that for me is just bigger than any technique that we learned. You know, right. coach lefty awesome coach and all that. And he facilitated that great environment. But, you know, I think as a coach now, um, it's so cliche, but you truly never know how good you are till you're done. And like just me as an educator and a coach now, you know, it's just so motivating when I can see, you know, kids from my first class in 2018, you know, being successful members of society. You know, for example, I have a nonprofit in my hometown and one of the young men that was in my class is starting his own, you know, and just those seeds that, you know, got put in me. I think that that faith family and football deal, you know, is just coming full circle for me. I just feel real blessed to right. be a part of it. Right. Absolutely. And, and and that's, that's such a, it's such a great bond that, that, I mean, a great bond that all football players have, but especially among the offensive line. I mean, it is, I mean, you know, you played obviously, and, and um, it, it's just such a, such a tight bond that, that it takes a lot to, to be broken and, and those bonds last a long, long time. Um, that's yeah. for sure. So, you know, one of the things I was, I was looking at, and I, you know, I can, didn't really forget about this, but it kind of just slipped my mind being an old, old man. Um, you're a manual guy and I, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm from Springfield, Illinois. So, sure, yeah. um, so I actually growing up and obviously I'm way older than you are. Um, but growing up, we used to play Peoria manual and, and played in the old sure. Peoria stadium. And, and, um, you know, I, I've got some, some fond memories and some not so fond memories of Peoria manual. Cause, cause when mm-hmm. I played, they had, um, they were loaded. Uh, they had Greg Andrews playing quarterback oh. and, and Dorian Taylor and, and, uh, yep. the Tuttle kid. Uh-huh. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty small world, but, but talk to me just kind of, kind of a a piggyback question here. Talk to me kind of about your time at manual, what you remember, and then talk to me a little bit about, I'm always fascinated by, you know, where guys go to school and you talked about Michigan. Give Uh me that Michigan big house feeling, Uh, you know, talk to me just about, about that. Yeah, well, um, to rewind to, to Manuel, it's a funny situation. Growing up in Peoria, I thought I was be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, as did a lot of guys. Um, and in my senior year, we had three guys who were originally basketball players become All-American football players, which was unprecedented in a city of about 150,000. Um, so going back there, I, um, basketball player, go through adversity as a young man, yada, right. yada, yada. Um, I decide to going to be around my older cousin who I actually live with now in Dallas funny enough um he was a all-state receiver probably 15 bombs to the end zone all fade go routes you know what I mean right um I'm coming there as a basketball player you know um I end up getting blessed I start varsity as a freshman um don't really know anything about anything but I know that I want more than I had so I gotta do something I never got you know so I hop on YouTube um, I'm checking out Jake Long just watch hours and hours, you know, and there ends, it beca- excuse me, there ends up becoming something in Chicago called Core Six. So, you know, I'm hopping on the train out there um, to work with a coach who was all American at Iowa at the time named Mike Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I've always just been the type to try to go get it and figure it out, you know, because um, stereotypical lower socioeconomic status background. Me and my mother, you know, I had a um, foster dad come in my life around 15 years old that 14, 15, that really helped me out a lot. Um, and I say all that to say is that, you know, um, when I coach now, I always have like such a, um, I don't know, blissful ignorance when it comes to just offensive line play. Because sure. when it comes to biometrics of it, 
I can put you in a position where you can produce force to the ground. I can put you in a position where you can have your hands out. You know what I mean? You can activate your upper back now. You're stronger than you were before, you know? But for me, I always go back to that 14-year-old kid that said, you know, one of my friends just got murdered. I need to get out of here. I need to make something happen. I don't need to be stuck in the same cycle all my friends are in, you know. So I went and got around DeMarco, um, who's a, he's a Dallas firefighter now, funny enough, you know, still doing his thing. Um, I'm around him. He goes off. He plays collegiate football. Um, I decided to, you know, put all my eggs into football, you know, and I go all in. Um, and I go to my mom. Me and my mom drive probably about um, – four hours, whatever it is, on a hope and a prayer to Indiana University. Yep. Coach Greg Fry is the, is the O-line coach, and he says, dude, I'm coming to get you. You got some talent. And since then, you know, just like, all right, now the, the belief started to get built, you know. Um, so fast forward, went to a camp at Illinois, um, didn't get offered, left, ended up calling the front desk at Michigan and say, hey, I have an aunt that lives close. I have two offers now. I'm about to blow up. want to come check it out. Um, so I go down. They do all the due diligence, all that. I get that offer. I think that things just spiral after that, you know. Excuse me. I pick up about, um, I think, 35 more Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, you know, all right. the blue blood. The usual, the usual suspects. Yeah, the usual suspects. And, and it's funny now because almost all have reconvened with me now and, and reached out to me because, you know, um, we obviously have a stable of dudes here at Duncanville. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I ended up decided to go to, with Michigan. You know, I have an aunt that lives close to the stadium, so it was an easy deal. Um, the only one that I really look back on now, like, man, would have been a hard one to turn down if I had to go back with the Alabama just because of how much they've won. But right. when it comes to the degree I've got from Michigan, you know, it set me up for success. You know, even with me going through adversity and coming back and finishing, you know, um, I feel like I got a lot out of it now. And to the big house moment that you were talking about, I mean, it's just the, the biggest stage in American football. Right. Um, and for me, the fondest memory I have is when we beat Notre Dame my freshman year, and there was uh, the 115,000 people there. So I think that big house moment for me was like, wow, you know, this is really the biggest stage, you know. Right. It's it's just, it to me, it's, and I've talked to a couple guys, um, you know, who played in the Big Ten, and, and I've talked to a couple guys who've coached in there. And, you know, I'm I'm obviously from, from, the Midwest, so I'm a Big Ten fan. It's just, it, to me, Big Ten football is is kind of, and at that time, especially, it's starting to trend away from it, but at that time, it, it, it's an offensive lineman's dream because it's kind of a, it's kind of that old black and blue division and, uh-huh. and, um, and you know, kind of run the ball and, and be be powerful behind your offensive line. So it's, uh, it's, it's sort of one of those offensive linemen conferences that everyone kind of wants to be a part of. But, um, and, you know, I'm also a Michigan fan too, so it's kind of cool to, it's always yes, kind of sir. neat to, to hear about the big house. So, um, you know, last, last question I got before we finish this up is, is I got to ask you about your time in the professional leagues and kind of what, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can remember talking to you um, a little bit kind of a year or two ago, just saying, hey, are you, are you making a shot? Are you taking a shot at this XFL thing and, and you training and everything? And just talk to me about kind of your time in the, in the, in the Niners minicamp and, and kind of what you did to prepare for that and then what you, what you did to prepare for, you know, the AAF and the XFL as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, preparing for the Niners camp, I did the combine training with Coach Carey at EFT, so I did all that good stuff. Um, and what was so cool, too, you know what I mean, when it comes, like, the performance of it, I believe I ran, like, the four fastest time for alignment and, like, the little 20-yard deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to just the skill preparation, I was with Coach Arthur Ray, 
um, who's he's uh, coaching in college now, and he's with the Rams as well. Um, but I did that to get prepared um, for that, which was cool. Uh, it was a little bit different because I played guard for the first time in, in center, you know, which right. I had never before. Um, so it was way faster. And I tell linemen all the time, was just imagine um, playing Mortal Kombat on the hardest level <laughs> in <laughs> the NFL and, like, Defensive linemen are, you know, um, at that speed. Um, and uh, beyond that, getting ready for the AAF, it was kind of the same deal uh, with the things I was doing in Chicago, just skill work. Uh, but I was also teaching full-time as well. Um, and it's just like more of the social proof, you know, when I always go and speak and, you know, uh, talk about fairs number final. I was really back home in like the number three worst place for African-Americans, you know, serving my purpose, building my nonprofit, being a teacher. And I got a phone call for something called your call football, played well, two weeks, I signed for 250000 Um And I, the thing why I even repeat that is because that's just a blessing because I really was just on a teacher salary, you know, right. just serving staying in phase one then that happened and then um me and johnny football out there for the first time things going awesome league ends <laughs> you know so fast forward um training for whatever's next um there's something called the pacific pro showcase that i go to uh mm-hmm. there's a whole team cfl there um i do pretty good play center um so now the xfl draft rolls around i have I ended up getting pick number eight out of how many alignment they had. Um, I was in DC and it was cool. I played all five positions. Um, it just was ended too fast. Right. Um, yeah. However, though, that they did renew the leases at most of the places. So I guess whenever things slows down, I have somewhere to play. So was that, so was that still, um, that was going to kind of be my follow-up question. Are you still going to go and, and, and do that when, when, you know, when everything kind of gets back to normal and those pro leagues come back, are you still going to go, go play? Um, for me now, I couldn't see myself passing Duncanville to play in XFL again, but right. you know, wherever you to be, you know, I'm just going to try to be there and just serve my purpose and be useful. Yeah, that's good. That's great. I mean, that's, I, I mean, it's, we've all kind of don't want to give it up right away Mm -hmm. you know but unfortunately you know and and, you know I was kind of I was the same way I didn't quite play at that level but you know I played I I bummed around in semi-pro and did all all that kind of crud for too long just because I didn't want to hang it up but uh you're you're right I mean you talk about kind of the the you know the the greater purpose and there eventually it becomes a lot more important to 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 teach than to to do so um, yeah exactly yeah so it's great you've got that mindset yeah, I mean, but for me, too, it's like <laughs> the thing that's cool is that if I can get blessed to be an NFL coach, it's like, dude, somebody gets hurt week 15, 6, 5, 3, 15, <laughs> body fast going down, you know. I can, there you go. Fucking, you know, but got to keep hope alive. As they yeah, say. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, last question I got, uh, definite last question I got for you, and this is what I ask everybody. Oh, I'm going to do you all good. You take okay. You, you, are, you, are you prepared? You know what's coming? Oh no! You could go ahead. I'm so okay. Much- okay. Um, what uh, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you played with, uh, guys you've coached, or guys you were a fan of? Who would be on that five-man offensive line? Oh, we man. Um, at center, I'm taking Graham Glasgow um, from Michigan, walk-on, um, dog, pro, pros. Um, he's one of the in my opinion, one of the most athletic linemen I've seen because I've never seen anyone train a whole summer in knee braces that cover the front of your knee. Um, so he's a dog and he's a good 
line as well. Um, Taylor Luan at left tackle. Uh, Will Hernandez, left guard. Oh, yeah. Um, right tackle. Um, that's a very hard one. Malcolm Bunch. Um, let's see. Right guard, Jordan Morgan. Yes, sir. Jo- who, where's Jordan Morgan from? Um, Jordan Morgan, he he got drafted to the Bears out of Kutztown. Okay. But, like, when it comes lower body, and, like, I'm sure he'll hear this, and he'll whatever, whatever is funny. But he's one of the, like, the best bases I've ever seen. Like, I learned so much from him as an inside guy in D.C. And I've learned in a while, you know what I mean, just from seeing him, his tempo, how he comes off the ball, how he sets his angles, you know, how he attacks those angles, you know. Right. It's cool. That's awesome. It, that, that People forget the base is important, so. Um, oh, yeah, everything cool. starts ground up yeah well coach real quick before i get you out of here do me a favor uh drop your twitter handle um and any other information you want these guys to know awesome hey if anybody's paying attention out there please believe in yourself more than they want to doubt you because it don't matter what nobody else believes but you um follow coach on twitter at logan tillman on ig logan tt72 um on apple podcast failures never final the word failure apostrophe s never final um and yeah you can you will you must i believe it if you need somebody needs motivation hashtag players never final um anything we can do to help thank you for your time awesome coach well i appreciate you coming on and talking with me uh best of luck this season best of luck in everything you do in your career uh, i'm really enjoyed following you and and uh enjoy you know looking forward to keep, keeping following you and keeping in touch with you as we go likewise thank you sir all right thanks coach Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.